last this quarter, you know, one of the things we talk about is First Corinthians chapter 6, where it talks about not sending your brother to law. You, know, you don't take your brother to court. You know, and what's he talking about? Well, I mean, if one of you people were to break into our house tonight and steal my stuff, you know, I could take you to law because you broke the law of the land. But if you come in and take advantage of me in some other way, Jesus says to turn the other cheek. And that's when Paul says it's better for you, Christian, to show that mercy to your brother, to forgive that brother, because God has already forgiven you of way more than whatever that brother could have done. God saved your reputation. You're no longer a sinner. You know, God saved your family. God saved everything. So now it is, but our, our duty, as Chuck says, and as we talked about this morning, to, to submit ourselves and to be able to do that dirty work that we don't particularly want to do. And I think when we search those ways out, that's how we kind of show grace to our Christian brothers and sisters. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's good. You know, something that I've noticed and I've been studying for these sermons on this stuff and thinking about for tonight, and Wes touched on this, at the risk of becoming repetitive, but repetition isn't bad, so... It seems, and I've said this so many times, I know this, I, I hear myself saying it again and again, but it just comes up every time I study one of these. Here it is. God says, this is who I am, and this is what I've done for you. Therefore, this is who you're supposed to be, and this is what you ought to do for others. It's just, it's all over the place. Like, you know, when I was studying for the sermon last Sunday on... Well, you guys shouldn't forget. I shouldn't forget what I preached on the previous week, right? Was it mercy last week? Mercy? It was mercy, wasn't it? So when I was thinking about mercy, it's just Bible ties this, you know, God has given you mercy, therefore you show mercy. You know, and the week before it's on grace. God is a God of grace, therefore we ought to be people of grace. Uh, today it was love. Jesus says, you love other people. Why? Because I have loved you, you know? You didn't deserve it. Uh, while you were sinners, I died for you. You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. So uh, the parable Wes brought up, the Matthew 18 parable about a guy forgiven of 10,000 talents, you know, which is unpayable debt, and he turns around to the guy and won't forgive him. And, and the reason that's so bad is we, we look at that. We can understand that. Man, you just, do you understand how much you just were forgiven of? Are you kidding? And you're going to throw a guy in jail over 20 bucks? And yet, the biblical point of that is God is a God of grace, and he is showered on us. How dare we ever be characterized by something other than grace? Um, and, and the problem comes when we don't really think, like Wes was saying, we don't really think we're as bad as some folks. So we haven't gotten as much as they got, you know. We haven't gotten as much grace. Um, feel free, Wes, if you've got a additional thought. Uh, I'm going to open it up to you guys, that question I started at the beginning, this grace and I, grace in the Old Testament, grace in the New Testament, and also this, you know, how, what does it look like? What, what does grace, what do grace and mercy look like today? You guys got thoughts? Questions?
Yeah, those are good examples. Um, God, um, I, th I think the thing we want to do, and we've talked about this before, the thing that we're tempted to do sometimes is to say, okay, there's some harsh stuff in the Old Testament. I'm glad we don't live under that system now. And, I, and, and to an extent, that's true. But it's not as if the New Testament is absent harsh things. You've got Ananias and Sapphira being struck down. You know, you can't say, well, God was like that then and he's like this now, like he's changed natures in some sense. Maybe it's, a, it's an accurate thing to say, and you guys can chime in if you've got a different thought or a similar thought. The Old Testament is certainly characterized to a greater extent, don't you think, by law, by keep this, don't do that. And many times God responded on the spot, with disobedience, always, he, he didn't always, because certainly he was patient in many respects over time. Whereas in the New Testament, we have, still have law, the law of liberty, James calls it, uh, the law of Christ, Paul calls it. So we've got law. It's not as if we just live this licentious life, we do whatever we want. But at the same time, the trajectory has always been, see if you agree with this analogy, the trajectory has been toward grace and it's seen more clearly through Christ as we have that perfect expression of the love, mercy, and grace of God. That's the way I think about it, at least. You, you see it in the Old Testament, like Bill was saying, but you don't, you don't see it as clearly as you do when you see the love of God expressed through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus, and there you see God's grace in a vivid way. Is that, I don't know, that makes sense? Donnie?
Yeah, that's good. Um, I know not everybody can hear Bill's or, or Donnie's comments. Um, this, uh, you look at like the book of Exodus. I think Donnie, Donnie's referring to this, to this biblical story there in Exodus. Which came first, the rescue in the Red Sea or, or Mount Sinai and the, and the Ten Commandments? Chronologically speaking, they, right, they were rescued from slavery. They, they were baptized into Moses in the Red Sea crossed over into the wilderness, and then the law came, right? So you've got the grace followed by law. The law was, as Donnie was saying, and correct me, Donnie, if I'm not portraying your view correctly, but the law came, was given, so that a redeemed people might understand what it means to live in fellowship with a holy God. Be holy because I am holy. Chronologically speaking, they were brought out by grace, didn't do anything to deserve it, but the law came so that they might understand what it means to live with that kind of God. Similar thing in the New Testament. We are brought out, we are redeemed by God's grace, but at the same time we relate to God in a way, in an obedient kind of way. You know? I think that's helpful. Yeah, Felicia? That's so true. I appreciate that, Felicia. Clark? He's the one that talked about it the most. 
Because of his nature and because of who he is. Yeah. Nope, we sure don't. Uh, I know you, you guys can't, you know, everybody can hear the comments. And Felicia, uh, her, her comment had to do with just her, her, her need of constant mercy and grace, just being overwhelmed with that. And, um, and, and I think she said something about how much grace Reggie needs, right? Quite, quite often extended from her to him. The guy heard that. Uh, no, she was just talking about how mercy and grace is just overwhelming, and, and you know that's the way we ought to feel. And when we feel that, we then we 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 are more likely to give other people that grace. And Clark's point has to do with the consistency of law. It's not as if law did not exist prior to Sinai, you know, and it didn't stop when Jesus came. There's always been a way of relating to God. You know, Cain and Abel, they they diso- or Cain disobeyed. You know, there was. There was, there was law there. And so it's important for us. The law is not a bad thing. And the law is not a bad thing. It's misused. But it itself is not a bad thing. It's only when we try to gain God's favor by our keeping law when it can be used in a bad way. You know, legalism is the, is the word for that, I think. Uh, good thoughts? Got anything you want to... <laughs> um, all right. Well, I appreciate... You guys' uh, thoughts. I appreciate Wes helping tonight and his thoughts on grace and mercy. In a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll come back and talk about what we're going to be emphasizing over the next two weeks. So I hope you'll keep reading. If you haven't been reading, this is a good thing about this one. You don't have to feel like you've got to read everything to catch up. Just start where we are. Um, start with, what is this? I can't remember. Weeks six, five? Um, I, I, I forget the numbers, but... Anyway, we are uh, talking about love. Whatever chapter's love, go ahead and start there reading tomorrow. And uh, we'll do this again here in a couple, couple of weeks. In a minute, uh, Will Sperlin's going to come rescue the perishing. Is that the invitation song? So in just a minute, we'll stand and sing this song. Will's going to lead us. If there's anyone here tonight who needs to become a Christian and, and you've been led to this point where you are convicted that Jesus is God's son and you want to relate to him based on grace and mercy, and not to receive the just due of your actions, then we invite you to confess the Lord and put him on in baptism tonight. And a beautiful thing that would be. If you need to ask for prayers for the church here because your life has not reflected one who lives a